journey to Eurosong 2024. Hi, I'm Elsha, and you're listening to the Eurovision Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I would like to welcome you all back to the Eurovision Podcast. It's Woo! me, yes. It's me, Alex Basmati, and I'm joined by my co-host, EFC Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, I'm taking over already. It's day two. <laughs> I'm only messing. I will She's be. A pro. I will be giving Lou, Lou her seat back <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> probably. Um, but look, I've really enjoyed the last two days, and today we have a really fantastic interview from the one and only Elsha. Ooh. Connor, how do you feel? I'm excited. Another great artist and um, something quite different for Ireland. Of course, it's an mm. Irish entry, which is exciting. Our first proper like Irish full song entry um, for quite some time, I believe, ever on Eurosong. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember one that we've had. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited. I can't wait to, you know, chat to her and hear mm. more about the... You know, the journey to the song, as it is the journey to the Euro <laughs> song 2024. Um, but you know what I mean? Just the, the journey to the song, because there is a division about Irish songs, about, you know, the typical, like, a lovely song in Irish. Whereas this is different <laughs> because obviously you're you're not poking fun, but you're kind of like, you know, taking the mick out of our process of learning Irish because... You guys will know this since the podcast, you know, Kjol and Graal, that's all about reigniting your love for, for the Irish language. And that's what Lou wanted to do from the start, you know, mm. reignite my love and, you know, get you guys involved with, with Irish again. Because um, it is a lovely language. And of course, you yourself, you're a Gaelgore as well. Yeah, it's um, Gaelgore May. So I, I found that really meant, interesting. <laughs> I'm only joking. Hmm? I was like, I don't know what you mean, what you said there. Just oh! <laughs> uh, for those listening, Isquail Gourmet means I speak Irish. <laughs> so please keep that in, Connor, because I, I want to expose you. Of course you. I will. Of course I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I think it'd be interesting to hear the process because obviously, like, on Wicca, Gum Dugga Dion that is kind of goes to the toilet. And like, is that really what you want to be hearing in a Eurovision song? Mm. But I think once you hear and you understand, you know, her meaning behind the song i think it will click totally yeah. for you guys it's definitely um, one to listen to yeah day two of um our, our journey to euro song 2024 how are you finding it so far alex you enjoying it can you tell i'm really enjoying it <laughs> she's in her element lads. <laughs> i'm in my element lads. you won't get me off this mic <laughs> be dragging you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm really looking forward to it shall we take a listen connor i think so what's the song Gatabin! <laughs> Here it is. Aerovision.
what did you think? Wow, like like we said at the start, it's so different. It's very very different. And um, we're going to reserve our judgments a little bit um, until mm-hmm. close to the time to Euro song. But um, yeah, I guess look, without further ado, really, should we uh, chat to her and, and see more about it? Absolutely, Connor. Let's get into it. So, without further ado, here is our chat with the fantastic Ilsha. Welcome back to the Airvision podcast and our journey to Eurosong 2024 continues. Today we are joined by another great artist who is in the running to represent Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest with her song, Good Tubbin. It is Elsha. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on. It is so good to chat to you because it's been no secret, really. You've been teasing it for a while that you submitted a song for Eurovision and we can finally talk about it. You're one of the final six, so congratulations, <laughs> well done, firstly. And, I, I, uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> it must be crazy. So how are you feeling? Obviously, it's out in the world now. People know. How are you feeling? How has been the reception of it? I, I've been so excited, um, like really, really over the moon. I, I just I just didn't expect it you know like I know that I like had shared that I'd submitted a song and stuff but I just didn't think it would be really delighted and talk to us through your career before Eurovision like before Euro songs what have you been up to how did you get into the music scene um so I um basically I, I'd been releasing pop music um and I I never fully resonated with pop music, um, like ma- as in like making it myself. Um, I always kind of wanted to create rock kind of metal stuff because that's kind of the music that I was always drawn to growing up. So um, at the start of 2023, I started to release rock songs and started to kind of try and go heavier and heavier and just see how far I could push myself. And um, it... I my music last year just went reasonably I, I think the rock thing's working so I'll, I'll stick with that definitely is absolutely is and you've been doing gigs across you know in different places we saw Grand Social you had it's like a big show there how was that experience yeah so so I have um uh, my Dublin headline show um this year is in the Grand Social uh, oh, in I... April yeah yeah and then I I just had a show um in the Workman Cellar that was in November 2023 and like sold out show and it was like mad exciting and and it went down a storm and um yeah and no, it was great and I got to support one of my favorite bands ever um the next day after that gig called Wargasm um and yeah it's just been it's been a whirlwind and I'm really interested so you've obviously had a big year um some really fantastic gigs there what drew you to Eurovision? How did this come about? I'm actually dying to know because you seem <laughs> to be kind of in a different genre that maybe people wouldn't expect if they haven't uh, heard your music before. Yeah, um, my so my brother is a massive Eurovision fan and he really got the whole family into Eurovision and in recent years and we, we'd sit down every year and we watch it as a family and we have like a WhatsApp group and we're chatting about the acts and stuff and um just when I started releasing the rock music and had some people like uh, message me being like, you should totally go for Eurovision just for the crack. Like, you know, like what, what have we got to lose? And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Write a song for Eurovision and and see how it goes. But um, I think one of the things as well was like every time I've watched um, Eurovision, 
uh, in recent years. I've always kind of hoped that maybe there'd be, you know, an, an alternative artist um, and uh, also like, you know, someone who would use the Irish language a little bit or like elements of Irish music and stuff. And I just kind of was like, I'm just going to, I would love to see like at Eurovision representing Ireland just for the crack and just kind of see, see what happens. And you mentioned there Irish. So we'll move on to the song. Good Tubin is your entry for, for Euro song. Um, talk us through more about the, the songwriting process. And, you know, you, you mentioned there was the song with, you know, written with Eurovision in mind and, um, you know, staging ideas, all that kind of stuff. How did this come about the, with the song? So, yeah, it, it was definitely I had Eurovision in mind for this. Um, but the idea kind of spurred to me. Um, the song is basically about someone who I'm sure many, many um, people in Ireland can can relate to um, is uh, someone who is trying to speak the Irish language. They can't remember it from school. So they just start like blurting out random phrases that they remember, like Gotobin, which means suddenly. And for some reason, I don't know why <laughs> the one that we remember. Um, or, you know, on Wakadago make Dolgali on letters, like, can I go to the toilet? And just like random kind of things thrown everywhere. Um, so I just thought it was a funny idea for a song. And um I also I I have Irish music in my family background and um I taught myself tin whistle growing up on the toilet and I was oh, like I I, I love, love that detail just, um throw in like a breakdown that has like this tin whistle solo you know uh, like oh like I wanted it to go over like you know the alternative rock kind of genre that I I'm doing at the moment um and also just just inspired by you know like a lot of like the eastern european eurovision entries who will have a solo on like you know their native woodwind instrument or something I just think I just thought I'd love to see Ireland do something like that. So it all just kind of came together really quickly and it was just a blast to write and record. Are there any acts in particular that you would like to emulate or that you took inspiration from? Just from what you're saying there, I'm thinking Goa maybe. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when I heard that song, I was like, this is incredible. And you know, the way it kind of went like Psytrance as well. And yes. like, it was just like kind of a blend of genres. I just thought that was amazing. Um, but I think one of the things that really inspired me to go for it um this year was Caria's performance for Finland <laughs> totally. um, like I'm always a big fan of of the songs that do come out of Finland you know because they're on the the kind of more alternative heavier side and I just Definitely. I loved I loved his his color scheme I loved the staging I loved the little wacky dance and like you know <laughs> it was just so much fun and yeah it just I just wanted to kind of create something, you know, in that kind of vein, I guess. You mentioned there with Carrie, his color scheme. We got to talk about yours. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why pink? Why yeah. why pink? Is just a nice color or is there a story behind that at all? You know, I, I, uh, it was it was during lockdown. I just was bored and, and I dyed my hair pink and it stuck. And then I was like, make it all pink. <laughs> <laughs> um and here we are that's that's kind of it like i'm never like my number one favorite color i think green was my favorite color like for most of my life it's pink it has to be pink so well you rock it you certainly rock you it. do <laughs> thank you oh i actually do have a question about your songwriting process so i'm really interested in i'm putting myself in your shoes right so you're going into the studio do you have lyrics in your mind or is it a 
a melody that you go in with? I know everyone has a different process. So can you talk about that process? Sure. So the way I um, I write songs is so I, I produce and I get them to a certain stage. So basically I'll hear an idea in my head and usually it's like the melody and some like, you know, backing like chord instruments, like, you know, some guitars or some strings or something. And once I kind of have heard that in my head a few times, I sit down at Logic and I produce the demo as fast as I can. And the lyrics come like in like, you know, a random situation. I never force them. I find it difficult to like sit down with a pen and paper and write things. I come mm. mid conversation with someone and there's a word that like, you know, inspires something. Um, and then from there, I bring my demos to um, the studio. I work with Beardfire Studios there um, in Dublin. They're amazing. And uh, we just kind of, they make my songs just like 10 times heavier than the demos. <laughs> uh that's that's it yeah uh, it's fun process but it's all very sporadic how it happens I, we're really interested to know about your staging because I know you're <laughs> going to bring the show and I think it could go so many different directions so are there any hints have you known since the beginning or has it changed uh, throughout this this time please tell us everything that's a great question um it has bounced back and forth between a couple of ideas um we're pretty set on one at the moment that I think hopefully Europe will get um, and, you know, the world. Um, but yeah, what I can say is expect a lot of color and uh, pink, maybe perhaps. Pink. <laughs> I'm just like, no, we're going orange, guys. That's it. Green, white and orange. <laughs> yeah, just completely change everything for this. But uh, yeah, no, the plan is to to make the performance um, as 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 fun as we can possibly make it at the national final. You mentioned Hopefully. there about the national final. It's very different to Eurovision. The stage is, God, you know, multiples the size. So have you had to really, really think hard about just focusing on Eurosong for the moment before you think of Malmo and the potential of, you know, representing Ireland and to really get the most out of the national final performance? Because we've seen it in the past, a lot of performances don't take that into consideration and they backfire a bit. So has that been kind of at the forefront of your mind? It's definitely been, um, you know, like I, I had this, uh, the middle eight of, of Gotobin is is um, the line on, well, can I go make Dolg Dion Lehris? Can I go to the toilet? And, you know, in the studio, we were like, God, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if, you know, we had like pink toilets on risers that explode with pink fire. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have to be reasonable uh, for the national final. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been, we've just kind of had to like figure out ways to make all our, like we have so many ideas and just kind of simplify them and make them just really solid. Um, so I just, I hope we can achieve that. And where were you when you found out that you got through? I was in the gym. Um, no I was I was doing my <laughs> cycling. I'd done all my weights and I was on the bike afterwards, just cooling down. And I got the call and uh, I, and I, I was trying not to cry because I was just, my body was in shock and, you know, my heart rate was up from the bike and I just was like, <laughs> I, I just had to go home. And I, cause I, you know I, I couldn't tell anyone about it either you know because it I yeah it was all like secret and so I just I went home and I just kind of sat there and I was like I'm just okay I'm gonna go get a coffee now and then I'll come back and I'll just just I don't know ponder possibilities <laughs> it was it was just bizarre 
<laughs> it must be a strange thing to have this big secret that you want to tell the world, but you just have to be quiet and kind of, yeah, yeah, no, nothing's yeah. happening, nothing's happening, everything's okay. <laughs> That's the thing, but you know, it's, it's, I'm just delighted to be able to chat about it now. Yeah. And I'm also interested, have you had a bit of a taste of the Eurovision bubble? Because I know fans, they're like sleuth. They're like the FBI, I find. They're in every crack. They're looking down every comment, (laughs) every like. How have you found that? Is it kind of overwhelming? What has support been like? Um, Support's been great. I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I just, I just had to be quiet (laughs) the whole thing I guess um and uh yeah no I feel like anything that I've seen online uh has been uh positive like I feel I feel very lucky to to have people who have been excited about the possibility you know of Mm -hmm. of you know I I shared a clip of um us debuting the song at my gig in November and and a lot of people got excited about it and were tagging me and and messaging me and stuff and I was like god imagine if this actually like got through to the the top six that would be like I'd just be so happy to tell everyone you know guys (laughs) we did it um (laughs) so yeah no no it's just been it's been exciting I'm excited for what's ahead and you can definitely tell you know by listening to the song and you know, you can hear the crowd going, hey, don't you, you know, you can just picture these images in your head. So it must be just such an exciting time for you, you know, as an artist to to do this. And, you know, Eurovision opens up, the you know, so many doors, you know, whether you go or whether you don't go, it's still such a huge platform. So, you know, kill it. And we just know by talking to you, you are going to kill it. So, you know, keep going and, and the oh, love for this is clear there. So fair play, fair play. Thank you so much. Yeah, and congratulations. Um, I'm also, I'm interested to know what's your favourite Eurovision song ever? You can give us maybe your Irish one and an international one, but it's open. Okay, I I loved Lipstick by Jedward. Great answer. I I loved it. (laughs) I I loved the state, all of it. I just thought it was so much fun. Um, And then of like ever... Yeah, pro- probably Carrie. Yeah, cha cha cha. I just I loved everything about it. I did also line, line channel. Oh yeah, Finland. Finland. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, um, yeah, yeah. There's loads. Yeah, Blind Channel were so good, actually, weren't they? They really had it all. And again, that yeah. rock avenue, yeah. you can see it coming through. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. No. You know, imagine on the 26th of January, Elisha, you've won. You're heading to Malmo. What, what's the feeling, you know, how would you feel to get the chance to represent your country on such a big stage? I would be so honoured to have that opportunity. Um, I would be very proud to represent Ireland. It's ultimately a, a lot of crack, you know, and there's a lot of jokes in there, but a serious message behind it that, you know, we have a beautiful language and it's not used enough. And we learn it for so long in school in Ireland, only to remember these very few phrases, you know. And um, I just I just think I, I'd love to kind of encourage people to use Irish a bit more, you know. Not that I, I am like, you know, perfect with my Irish, you know. Obviously, I've lost a lot of mine over the years, but I just think it's something that deserves a big space on the Eurovision stage. 
I love that answer. What was your experience like with Irish in school? Were you someone who went to a Gwail school or did you learn it through English? So my, my parents did a lot of work down in Dingle when I was a kid. And every time they went down to Dingle, they'd put me in school down there. And so I had to learn through Irish and I found that very difficult. And so um, we had a love was a lovely lady who she offered to teach me Irish after school so every day after I'd go to her house we'd have a cup of tea and um, we'd just like chat about things in Irish she'd have a list of words to do with like a specific topic every day and I'd just chat in Irish about the things on this topic to the best of my time and um, it's such a difference but then in secondary school after that I gradually felt, even though I was continuing to learn the language, um, because I, I'd zone out in class and I just didn't have that like interest, you know, in it that I had when I was learning it in that casual conversational way. And um, I was awarded a Fania badge in transition, oh, yeah. Year, but uh, yeah, it's just just gradually over the years, it just slowly faded away. Um, which is sad yeah and an experience that I think a lot of people can relate to in Ireland it's really sad that people do lose it yeah and you know I I don't really know why that is I, I think it's just it's just it's just a shame you know a, a lot of people have had the experience of so many years and it gradually just just fading away I think it's a great language and there's so many you know great nuggets in it a funny fun phrase and I just really hope that you know people get behind behind the song and um you know make Irish rock and roll love it <laughs> and of course if if you won and you got to represent Ireland you would be sending our only second ever song in Irish to Eurovision and is that it, all yeah it's mm-hmm. since 1972 I believe Keolan Gra was our last entry so, wow. you know, you'd have a huge honour of bringing Irish back to huge. the adult Eurovision Song Contest. And of course, we've seen with Junior Eurovision, it can yeah. be so yeah. successful. So um, exciting times for you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. <laughs> so I guess like all we got to say is best of luck. And we can't wait to see what you bring to the Eurosong stage. And Fingers crossed to the Malmo stage as well. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. But Elsha, thank you so much for joining us. It was lovely to speak with you. And it was. Um, yeah, best of luck. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Best of luck with everything. Bye bye. I'll see you on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Air well, 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 Connor. What did we think? Oh, she's great crack. She's great crack. Um, yeah, I love chatting to her. She was so interesting. Um, it's like we said earlier at the start with the whole clicking of the Irish thing. You know, it's it's poking fun at it, but also it has a very, very deep meaning of, you know, we have a lovely language and we should appreciate it for what it is and, you know, start learning it properly. And, you know, phrases like, you know, counting to 10, you know, you know, or like, can I go to the bathroom? Or like the tubbing. It's like she said, everyone remembers Gatubin because yeah. you're like, you're writing your essay and it's like, shit, I need a story. So I'll be like, Gatubin, you know, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, suddenly a man walked in and suddenly he killed him. You know, you know, you needed that for your essays, for your Ashta. Yeah. On, uh, <laughs> oh, look at this, <laughs> be so proud. Um, proud. But for your, you know, for your, for your essays and stuff, for the leaving cert and stuff. So that, that it's so true. It's so true. So and true. I can relate so much because like, 
yourself and Lou are like so passionate about Irish, whereas mm. I fell out of love with Irish. So I can completely see where she's coming from um, in writing the song. And it's like I said to her in the interview, I can hear the crowd going like, hey, don't drink Because, you know, at the same time, you can have this like deep, you know, shanicles and, you know, big phrases in Irish. Yes. But you also got to remember you're tailoring it for an international audience as well. So got to make it simple when it's a language like Irish that they might not know at all. Majority of people will not know it, including Irish people as well in the crowd. So yeah, um, there might be a few of them. So, you know, Hando Tree Car, it is easy Irish to be, you know, performing to an audience that will be able yeah, to everyone's going to get it reciprocate it back you know at pre-parties and stuff like that we yeah. saw i think a great example of that with serbia you know um game over and bitch you know that oh, moment but yes. everyone kind of learned it through the pre-parties and by the time it was nearly like a test but at eurovision game over everyone's screaming yeah. bitch so this can happen as well else at the pre-party's been hey do three car people will Remember it, remember mm-hmm. it, and then at the at the final or at the final, at the us? final, at the final, but at um at Eurovision, then everyone would be ready to go. So um, yeah, I I I really like it. I I think it's um it's a really interesting and different entry for Ireland. I reckon so. I, I'm happy. I'm happy that this is in. You? Cool. What about you? Yeah. So as I said, I'm going to reserve my opinions on the song itself mm-hmm. until later on in the month. Um, or whenever we record the podcast. But I think it's a really interesting conversation to have all around that Irish piece, particularly because I know myself and Louise will be coming from a different perspective as Irish speakers. Um, I myself, I didn't grow up in a a Gwaeltacht region. I learned it through the Gwaeltacht summer colleges. And then I actually ended up studying it in in college, sorry, in uh, Dublin City University. And I will note that while I, I actually found it very helpful to understand um, the the song listening to her reasoning today because I know some Irish speakers might not get that straight away and I think it's a very fine line to walk when you're talking about taking the piss out of Irish or are you taking the piss out of the experience of Irish speakers and I think that's so important to define because if you're someone who is passionate about Irish and you take it the wrong way or you don't get what she's trying to put across, that's where I think you might start to see some backlash or people who might be disenfranchised with the song. So, yeah, I think it was fantastic that she got to open up about it and speak about her experience of learning the language. I, I didn't know that she had grown up actually learning it, obviously, with was it her neighbour who was helping her out every day um, speaking it. Like She obviously was passionate. And yeah, clearly. It's, it's such a sad story that so many Irish people do lose and fall out of touch with Irish throughout the school system and beyond. So, yeah, I think it's just really important that in her messaging, in her interviews, she drills down that point because I can already hear the comments from um, Gwelgary, people who speak Irish, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I got that, don't worry. <laughs> that, yeah, they, they, they might get the wrong end of the stick, but listen, what a fabulous person as well. She was fantastic to talk to. And yeah, there's so much depth to the song. She just needs to be really clear about it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with you. And um, But similar with Erica's song and mm. this song, Elsha's song, you can see it on a big stage already. So it's nearly just taking those few steps back and thinking it for the small audience. Yeah, um, which I think will be a really, really big challenge for these artists. Yeah, and it's um, a struggle that not every country has to go through. A lot of the national finals don't have that. Yeah, um, they're built for purpose. You know, they they're built are. to, to, you know, they're not a corner of a studio realistically. Yeah. Um. So, 
Yeah, I, but I, I trust them. I trust Elsha. I, I trust um, Erica as well. But, you know, today we're specifically talking about Elsha. Um, I trust them by talking to them and listening to their, their whole game plan. And, um, yeah, really, really lovely person. And, yeah, she was she was a delight to talk she to. Was. She was. And really, I love really her look as well. The like, pink. The Can pink we just say the amazing. pink? The hot pink is on fire. We like, love it. Where has she been? Like, why haven't I heard of her before? She's fantastic. I, I love her look. I love her music now. But it's so important as well with artists. You know, you talk so much about their look and their image mm. and establishing that. You don't feel like she's looking or she's no. latching on to something. You know, you can tell that this is who I want to be. And you can all... F off yeah. if, if you don't like it, you know? That's she's got so that. true. And it's funny as well, she's this rocker, but also she's a lovely person. You yeah. know, sometimes rockers can be a bit like ignorance and stuff. No, she's just the loveliest person ever. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see her journey. Same. It's going to be so, so cool. So excited to see what the staging is going to be like as well. There's just so many different ways that you can go with it. I mean, I'm buzzing to see it. Yeah, I can only imagine what we're going to get. <laughs> it's going to be so exciting. But um Another artist done and dusted for today. Oh my God. We've got Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do, and Elsha now added to the lineup with Good Tubbin, which means suddenly, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, keep, you know, guys listening and uh, letting us know what you think. Thank you so much for getting in contact if you have already. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can get us on our social media accounts. Um, if you head over to our Instagram, it's at Airvision Podcast. Twitter or X is at Airvision Pod. You can email us at airvisionpodcast at gmail.com. We're on threads at Airvision Podcast. TikTok as well. At woo, woo, woo. At Airvision Where Podcast. I will be losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, and also as well, if you like the content that we're doing and you want to support us, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Airvision Podcast. Any donations are really, really welcome and help us to do more interviews like this and the likes of our Michael Keeley and um Neve Kavanagh we also got an exciting one coming up in between (gasps) the Journey to Euro song series so keep an eye out on that but for the moment our journey takes a rest until tomorrow oh I know and Alex Basmati we're gonna say goodbye to you as well for the moment I'm being (laughs) cut I I wasn't serving enough (laughs) <laughs> you served a lot and you were brilliant. I served basmati, you might say. You did basmati. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God, Alex Basmati. No, oh, thank you so much for having me on. And I'm really excited to see what you guys think of the other songs. Yeah, really exciting. Be exciting. It'd be really, really exciting. And um, you will be back. Don't worry. You will be back. And I've been caught. You are very much a firm <laughs> part of this Airvision podcast team. If you want to see more of what Alex is doing, you can uh, check her out on our TikTok at Airvision Podcast. Where can people follow you as well if they want to hear more from you? Yeah, if you want to check me out, I'm at Alex Basmati. Basmati spelled like the rice. Um, if you didn't know, uh, all one word. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really going in depth. Specific here. capital yeah. letters anywhere? No, no, no. Well, the A is capitalized, <laughs> but you'll still find me. God, <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, we will see more from you uh, very, very soon, Alex. As Exciting. well, don't be worrying. Um, but for the moment, for myself and Alex, thank you again so much for listening. But all we gotta say is, Slongo. Slongo.